Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Should there be heftier fines for cyclists who break the rules? Well, the Guardi reprimanded 30 cyclists during a weekend operation. My gosh, 30, wow. During a weekend operation after they were all caught breaking the same two rules of the road. And the operation focused on catching cyclists who were breaking red lights or were travelling on the road without the correct lighting on board. Because, of course, in the dark evenings, it's impossible to see a cyclist if they don't have lights. Particularly at night, of course. Cyclists are at higher risk of being hit uh, on the road or by breaking either of the aforementioned rules. Now, according to a post published by Angarda Khan, each of the 30 cyclists was issued a fixed charge notice uh, and were offered safety advice on the spot. The post on Twitter said... Garda from Kevin Street carried out an operation on Friday and Saturday night to detect pedal cyclists running red lights and not having front and rear lights during the hours of darkness. Safety advice offered to all cyclists who were stopped. Since uh, 2015... Gardaí have had the power to stop cyclists and fine them for specific charge cycling offences, including no front and rear lights, riding a bicycle without reasonable consideration. I don't know how you've got to define that one. Failing to stop for a cycle uh, or a school warden sign. Failing to stop at a traffic light. Failing to stop at a cycle traffic light when uh, the red lamp is lit. Failing to stop at a line, a barrier or half barrier at a railroad or level crossing, swing bridge or lifting bridge when the red lamp is flashing and cycling in a pedestrian street or area. In other words, cycling on the footpath. Gardaí have the authority to issue fines, but they rarely do it. And these offences are worth 40 quid each. Yeah, motors pay 85, isn't it? Or 120, depending on what the, what the fine is. Anyway, I want to know what you think. And do you think enough has been done? I mean, look, well done them for doing it for two nights, but Jesus Christ, they should be doing it all the time, shouldn't they? I mean, every time I'm driving, I see cyclists breaking red lights. They rarely stop. Maybe it's just my my imagination and my experience, but I rarely see them stop at lights at all. They kind of wait there until the, the road is clear and then they cycle across. They don't stop at red lights, generally speaking. Maybe people online are suggesting that there should be a heftier fine for those cyclists who don't adhere to the rules of the road, suggesting that if a fine was raised to €80, Euro, it might actually make cyclists think twice about running a red light. Or maybe 120 <laughs> But I want to know what you think. Should the fine be increased? And should the Garda Shea be more active in catching lawbreakers when it comes to cyclists? After all, they're quite active in catching motorists when they break the law. Because I know they do it too, by the way. I'm not saying cyclists are kind of unique in breaking the law. Motorists do it all the time as well. But they get caught. And they get fined a lot of the time. And the amount of bikes I see at night that don't have lights is Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, you need a light on your bike at night. And if you don't have it, you should get a fine. But should the fines be heavier? I mean, is 40 really enough? As I said, the average motorist fine. What's, what's a penalty fine fine now? 85, isn't it? 85, I think. What? 80. Oh, 80, sorry. Should it be 80? The same as a motorist would get. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. You can tell I haven't had a fine in the car in quite a while. That's a good sign, isn't it? There was a stage I was betting them every bloody week. Uh, Paul, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Paul? Hey, you're not too bad. Good. Now, Paul, you're a cyclist. Yeah, very keen when she's decades now I've been into yeah. all sorts of all sorts of bikes, motorbikes, push bikes, BMXs, mountain bikes, you name it. Okay, you're not one of these people who wears Lycra, are you? Uh, no, no, that's, that's, the one, that's the one form of two wheels you'll never catch me on. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. 
Now, you know, you've done the, the Sunday afternoon lads with the lycra on them. Yeah, oh, geez, no, and they're, they, 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 they ask for, they ask for trouble as well, you know, like, they yeah. really ask for trouble, there's a, a level of arrogance there to <laughs> gamble their life, it's just mad. We'll, we'll get them ringing in now, wanting to come on the air to defend themselves, you're welcome to, okay, we're getting back to cyclists, so Gardy set up this operation over two days, or two evenings, obviously, mm, uh, and they yeah. catch 30, was 40 quid enough to be fining people? No, I wouldn't think so, and I, I think... What they should do in some occasions is even confiscate the bikes. Okay. And a good and a good thing to do that would be a bit funny sarcastically is if there was a bit of a fine, say up to eighty quid or a certain amount, and confiscate the bike. When they come back in to pay the money to get the bike back, hand them a high vis jacket and a set of lights, and say, "Now there you go." There you go. We put your eighty yeah. quid to good use. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. <laughs> and you've no excuse the next time. Yeah. Because you only have to go into Dublin city centre. Could be five in the morning, half five, pitch black, and you'll see people going around on a dark bike with dark clothes and no lights. And I just think that's literally gambling your life. Yeah, you know, I, and not only that, but I'm breaking a red light or cycling on the footpath as I see them regularly cycling on footpaths. Yeah, I see that a lot. All right, yeah, and uh, oh, it's, it's just madness what some of them to be doing. Because sometimes I'd say to myself, what would it be like for some someone driving along that was a bit of a, a, a Yahoo? And yeah. if you hit someone like that that they didn't see, chances are they say, good luck, I'm gone. You know yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Up. I mean, look, I know a lot of cyclists have lost their lives, and I'm conscious of that too. But in yeah. a lot of cases where cyclists have lost their lives, not all, it's yeah. been the cyclist's fault. It's been their own fault. It's, you yeah. know, the fact that they've, they've cycled on the inside of a truck turning left or something like that or whatever it happens to be. And, yeah. And that happens, sadly. But... We they, cyclists need to take more responsibility, and the cycling clubs, by the way, should be pushing this more. But instead, they get quite militant about the whole thing. About yeah. they, they have some sort of entitlement on the road. That's it. Sure, I was going down a, a rural road there a while ago because I live kind of rural, semi-rural, and there was a gang of them lads on one side of the road. And this is this is not the first time this happened. There's a gang of them. They won't go single file. I can see ahead of me about a mile, so I know I'm all right. So I was take here, you know, reasonable enough speed. And I go, but the thought that goes through my head is, if a car comes out of nowhere on the other side doing like 120, 140 or something, I'm not going to sit in that line. And his his side of the road, they're all getting it. The bikes, the bikes, I'm going. Yeah. I'm swinging back into the left, and that's the end of it. You know that way, smart. Yeah, there, there, there tends everybody kind of goes through this. I, I know people accuse taxi drivers of it as well, and they accuse all sorts of motors of doing it of having this sort of kind of self entitlement on the road. But I have seen that situation where cyclists, you know, are on the road, particularly on a Sunday afternoon or whatever it happens yeah. to be in a cycling club, and they just will and, not move. That's it. And the thing about those kind of cycling clubs is. If for people that are into like BMX clubs, racing BMX and all that, they have to go to a track to go and race and pay in and all. Same with the mountain bikers, they have to go and vanish off to the mountains and the rest of that mm. kind of carry They don't all clan around the blue roads. You know, that yeah. And would you cycle off in yourself? Ah, yeah, geez. Well, as I say, I'm in my 40s now. I've still got several bikes of various types. Yeah. Myself, motorbikes, push bikes, all of them. And I do cycle enough, you know. That so way. Are, but, you, are, you, are you collecting them, Paul? Yeah. Uh, well, I used to work in bike shops, so I fixed and built them many a time. You know, and I just, oh, yeah. I just love so. One of my first jobs, by the way, was working in a, in a bike shop. I uh, yeah, I did a few back in the boom days. You know, before. Yeah. My favorite thing, my favorite thing was always um, fixing a buckled wheel. So we had the, you know, the fork, and you put yeah. the wheel onto it, and then you'd spin it and, uh, adju- yeah. and adjust the spokes. You could, you could be there forever. <laughs> I, I, I got very good at that. Some of the wheels I even did had ninety-five spokes and everything. Mad. Yeah, yeah, and you'd have the little thing at the bottom that would it would tip off when it was buckled, and you'd have to yeah. stop it at a certain point and then turn the spoke slightly. 
Oh, God, I used to spend days doing those things. All right, stay there for a second. Let me go to James as well, because James, you're an Ireland's classic kid. And James, you're a keen cyclist, but you're also a taxi driver. Couldn't I get am. much worse than that, really, could we? No, we couldn't. That's a double whammy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a double whammy. On all counts, you believe you own the road, but go on. And to, and to top that off, Niall, I wear Lycra too. Oh, you do not. I do, I do. I wear it for comfort. No, no, listen, um, I started back cycling a couple of months ago for fitness, basically, and I would cycle, as I said to you, I'm a taxi driver by my full-time job, but I would cycle about four or five nights a week um, just for fitness, and I would do about 20 kilometres a night, so I have semi-routes that I do, and sometimes I'm on the road, but thankfully the majority of it I'm on the cycle track down by um, Clontarf Seafront there. But as you mentioned about traffic lights, um, one experience I'll give you. Generally, when I come out, um, I stop at traffic lights. I always do. Um, when I was cycling, I was doing it for about a week, and there was one particular junction I always stopped at, uh, the Holt Road and the Sibyl Hill Road. And I stopped there, and about three or four cyclists ran into the back of me. Right. And I'm saying to myself, they, ran in, they literally ran into the back of you. Right, they ran into the back of me. Now, okay. you, 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 like, I'm a big guy now. I'm six foot five. Um, I, I always wear a big, bright orange, aluminous jacket. Trust me, you can't miss me. And I have lights on the front and back of my yellow bike. So trust me, mm. I'm perfectly visible. Yeah. So, and as I had wars with one, one, basically, I won't repeat on daytime radio what he said. He carried on. Another one then went across where the, the pedestrians cross and carried on, and the other guy stopped with me because he realised that basically he was... Out of emba- he stopped out of embarrassment more so. I think it kind of was, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, what I found, though, is that one particular route I do, if I was to stop... Like, there was one day when I got a clear run of the lights. There was about eight set of lights I would go through before I got onto the Clontarf cycle track where there's no traffic lights. Yeah. Well, one particular day I got a clear run, and it amazed me that it saved about eight minutes off my journey. So I can sort of understand why cyclists run red lights, because obviously if they're in a rush to get something, yeah, they shouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah, but I, if I didn't have to stop at red lights in my car, it should be great. I'd save an uh, awful lot of time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But we're, we're referencing the fines. Yes, I think they should be. They should receive fines. I think the files should be doubled. And do you believe the guards do enough? No, absolutely not. I think that they just I ignore they the should, problem. Do they? The certain, the certain junctions where they should stand, and I think as someone said, they should. If they break the red light, they should stop. Fines, and if they don't carry any sort of identification on them, like everybody carries cards on their phone, they should find them on the spot. If you have a card on your phone, which most people have cards on um, Apple or Google Pay, they should simply find them there and then. Because I can guarantee you one thing, Niall: if you were to find them, it would seriously change their attitude. Because and the one well, thing well, about well, it, I, I, in case most people didn't know this, they have the power to do it since 2015. Surprisingly enough, they couldn't do it before that. But I mean, but the, wor- yeah. the worst thing I, I hate about a Nyla, and I just, I always say this to cyclists, as someone who cycles, and I would go at a fairly hefty pace, cyclists have zero protection on the roads. You get hit by a car. I saw a girl this morning slipping on um, the wet ground, and she was moving fairly fast, and she banged herself up. I pulled in, stopped, make sure she was okay, and she had a very, very bad gash in her knee. And that's not even involved in an accident with another vehicle. That was just her on her own. Yeah. Because you imagine, and I've seen, and I've had it one or, once or twice, where I've had people pulling out from side roads. I've stopped, I've had wards, and I've kind of said, my wards, first words would be, did you not see me? And I'm dressed in a big, bright yellow jacket. Trust me, if you can't see me, they shouldn't be driving, they shouldn't be, you know. Okay, well then, but, later cut us to the mass here. Who are worse on the roads? I'll ask both of you this. I'll go to you first, James, if you're there. Um, is it cyclists or motorists for breaking the law? I, for breaking the law, 
I would say uh, cyclists because they, there is no consequences really to their actions. Where if a motorist breaks a law, there's a chance they get there, caught. There's a higher chance. Plus, your registration can be caught as well. If there's um, there's a few places around the city that have the uh, red light cameras. I think there's three or four around the city, or a guard that could be behind you. Wherever you're on a bike, you know the chances are. And I'd say, you know, for the fact that the, the amount of cyclists we have in the city now, you know... Well, it's increasing say, all the time now. Yeah, and on top definitely. of that, of course, we have the scooters too now, the electric oh, scooters. Oh, well, well, we won't even, we won't go, even go there. there. Yeah, well, sorry, Paul. Hey, Justin, really, from your experience, Paul, as both the cyclist and a motorist, who do you reckon breaks the law more, cyclists or motorists? Uh, I'd say they're kind of even in a different way. I'd say the cyclists do a lot of the light braking, but as someone who drives both kind of car, motorbike, whatever, what I've seen on the motorbike is the phone use is mental. Phone and use, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I can be on the motorbike, say, wearing just kind of a camouflage jacket, whatever, just dressed kind of casual or a biker jacket. And I'll see phone people with their phones all day. Oh, I see, no, I see the funniest one ever. I was on Pinnock Hill there, which is heading down into Swords there at the roundabout, uh, past the, the garage on the left. And there was a guy on a motorbike on the hard shoulder. It's a kind of dual carriageway, as you know, there coming down past the coachman's. And he, and he had the helmet undone and on top of his head so it wasn't actually over his face it was he had it sitting on the top of his head he had no hands on the steering wheel of the motorbike and he was texting Jesus while the bike was moving it's the, yeah. I know I can't say it was the funniest thing I've ever seen but it was one of the yeah. funniest things I've ever seen but I mean he could have killed himself or killed somebody else. He, yeah. was te- he was sitting back on the motorbike with no hands on the steering wheel with the helmet on top of his head I don't know what that was about and texting Crazy. And here's the thing, if you go on in certain countries, I think it's like certain parts of America and Australia, what the cops do over there is they send three coppers out on bikes, right? One of them will be on like a sports bike, a really fast one, and he'll be dressed like a sports biker. And then he'll have the two other guards with him. He goes baiting up the road with his Bluetooth device and his helmet, catches people on the camera and the phones, tells the cops they catch up with them, pull them over by that stage their phone is on the ground I wasn't on my phone yeah, yeah. and they go yeah we have that fella got you on camera and that's yeah. the end of it that's how easy yeah, the phone. We, we need to do more about the phones the phones seem to be the huge problem stay there both for a second let me just go to uh, Robbie Robbie you're an Ireland's classic kids. how you doing Robbie hello Noel how are you Robbie it's been a while happy new year to you happy new year to you as well and everybody there okay. happy in a while okay well, you disagree with James you say no leave the fines alone 40 quid is good enough you reckon yeah, I think the fine is fine, but um, the, the thing is, it's the enforcement of the fine. And one of the lads hit the nail on the head there, absolutely on the head, was that there's absolutely no consequences for a cyclist. If you're the driver and you get caught... There's a consequence. ...or whatever, there's a consequence, you get three points on your licence, where, as he said, there's no consequence for a cyclist. Like, I mean, I've been driving down the road, though, I'm sure most drivers are the same, and it's bikes there in the way on the road, and there's a bloody cycle track right beside them. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you're kind of going... Why aren't you using there. this? You were looking for it. Yeah. Why aren't you using this? You were looking for it. Use the damn thing, you know? And especially where I am up around Lucan and all that, there's loads of cycle tracks and that. But they're still cycling out on the road. And you're kind of going, what is the point? Why are we, why are we building well, then, Well, there's another point James is making. I mean, a 40 quid fine is not much use. Well, it's certainly not much use if we're not enforcing it. But surely if it was 80 quid, the same as a motorist, and the guards were actually enforcing it, or we went to a stage where the guards were being encouraged to enforce it, surely that then would have consequences. And as James said, it might discourage them from doing it. Maybe so, but the whole thing is there is enforcement, isn't it? You know, like, you, you, you're seeing it yourself, like you're sitting there at a traffic light and it, and it turns red. 
And like it's great that your man there can say he he can save save seven minutes on his journey. But if I drove through a red light in my car, I mean, I'm going to get hit by somebody, or I'm going to hit somebody. Yeah, but you I don't know? think Neil James was suggesting he was driving through red lights. I think where he said there was no red lights because he's on the cycle path. Yeah, well, that's all, that's all well and good. But like, I mean, cyclists are notorious for breaking red lights. Absolutely notorious. And I've seen how many times I have seen cyclists barely miss pedestrians crossing where there's a red light on. And mm-hmm. you go straight through the pedestrians, and nothing's done, and nothing's there. You might get the old um, words that you can't use on daytime TV screamed at them. Yeah. They're getting away with it, and, and they have been for a long, long time. They or they'll, they'll kind of cycle a bit. They'll cycle a bit out into the junction. The road is free, and they'll wait there. And then as soon as the road is free, they just go. Yeah, they just go. Like yeah. they, they, no, Niall. Yeah, sorry, James. Yeah, hey, no, no. What I said was on the particular route that I take. I got a, a run off the green lights. Now, I was on, there is a cycle track, but as Robbie there mentioned, the cycle tracks and you know, that was a big bugbear of mine until I started the cycle. And to be honest with you, some, and I have to stick up for cyclists here, some of the cycle tracks are in absolute bits. There's one particular route I take as you go from Clontarf towards, I don't know if you know where Blackbanks is, just before you hit the bottom of the, where the Hope Road meets the Coast Road. Okay. Um, yeah. The cycle track there is brilliant on the, the coast one, but as you get on to the next stage, of it, it's obviously the older part of it, and there's dips in it, the sunken shores, potholes and all. Two or three times I've suffered punctures, including one night having to walk back six kilometres with the bike on my back because couldn't get a hold of anybody to come and pick me up. So, um, you know... There is, and that could be that element. Now, there are some cycle tracks around the city that are in pristine condition, but what I've seen are the ones that I've used, some of them are in absolute bits now, to be honest. Yeah. So maybe, well, no, I'm maybe not, that's I'm not why cyclists not, are using them. Yeah, I know, but but the, the problem with the cyclist topic is it always turns into an us and them situation. Of course, yeah, of course, exactly, yeah. <laughs> which, which can I be fun, do, by the no, way. Considering I do both, no, like I can I can see it from both sides, but at the end of the day, you know, the law is the law. Cyclists shouldn't be running red lights because at the end of the day, uh, as I said earlier, they have zero protection. If you got a smack of a car that's you know coming towards the traffic lights, who has momentum. If you're 50 yards from the lights and the lights change green, you're thinking, great, I don't have to slow down. If a cyclist comes through that light and you're doing 30 or 40 kilometres an hour, you hit them, they're dead. Yeah, the story. Yeah. No, but, by the way, maybe maybe we could bring in a fine just for those who wear Lycra anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> I look good in it, though, That's the thing. I can get away because I look good in it, so... I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, believe yeah. that's very Nobody few people looks good in like Nobody looks good in But the problem is there. You see as well. It's the it's, it's the phone thing as well in the cars. It's a stupid thing. But you also, if you notice, a lot of cyclists and especially these people on these little mini scooter things have earphones on. Yeah, that's dangerous yeah. in itself. But you know, as far as I know, it's a, it's it, well in a car it's illegal to wear earphones. But I don't know. But yeah. I would imagine it has to be on a bike. It should be. It is illegal. Yeah, the, yeah because it, the law quite clearly states where riding a bicycle without reasonable consideration that would come under the reasonable consideration, wouldn't it? Yeah, because you can't be aware of what's around. No, you how can, can you? On. No, be, you know? no, no. I, I, yeah, and that's that, that's something else. Actually, yeah, we need to mention as well. Yes, wearing headphones or earphones on a bike—that's to be absolutely. People wear their earbuds, but the problem is, it's very hard to see if somebody's wearing them nowadays because they're so small. Anyway, lads, thank you very much indeed. Stay away from the lycra, both of you. I know you wouldn't do it anyway, Robbie. Uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp as well. Hi, Niall. Joe here in Cork. Listen, I'm just listening to you there on the radio. Um, the fines should be a hell of a lot more than 40 euros. I can remember one. I'm, uh, I was walking Patrick Street 
between the junction of Patrick Street and Grand Parade one morning, early one morning, and it was during the last lockdown, walking across the road, there was a man walking, the lights were with us, and this idiot, a Deliveroo guy, came tearing through the lights. I saw red, and I, I literally screamed after him, do you know what traffic lights are for? And <laughs> your man turned around, there was a walk on a pedestrian crossing. Oh, I missed the last bit. Oh, that's my fault. Gosh, hang on, how do I get it back there now? Hang on, hang on, hang on, I get it back. Sorry, I do, I do apologise. I don't know how we all missed the end of it there. Hang on, and we get the end of it now because we all need to know what happened. But this goes on a, a daily basis. It's not good enough. The guards should get up off their fat backsides and walk the streets like Glad they used go and stop people. <laughs> They're sitting in their cars doing nothing, twiddling their thumbs. They'll come out even here uh, where I'm living and they'll park their car and stop a few cars, get into the, the squad car and drive away. Instead of sitting on their backsides, they should get up and do something about it. Anyway, now, thanks for letting me have a rant. Um, <laughs> thanks for letting her have a rant. And unfortunately, I got her message in little bits. Um, love the show. Keep up the good work. Stay safe. All right, listen, thanks for that. Sorry, we, we kind of had it in parts. Well, the people that are policing, people using the phones while driving, are the worst culprits for using the phones while driving. I have seen more guys using their phone while behind the, the steering wheel than what I have seen people, like normal public. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, but they, they'll tell you they're using it for professional purposes, you know, that kind of thing. What they'll say is, oh, yeah, yeah because they don't use... Well, guards don't use walkie-talkies anymore, that kind of stuff, do they? They don't use their walkie You remember the years ago, the guards, over, over. They don't use them anymore. They're not common with the Indians. They use mobile phones now, don't they? So they'll tell you that they're using it for that kind of purpose. Although you're right, they should have Bluetooth in the car like everybody else. I wonder what would happen if you, if you stopped a guard in a car and says, I want to make a citizen's arrest because you're using your mobile phone in the car. I don't think it'd last too long if you did that. They're most likely just making personal calls like everybody else, to be honest with you, but they shouldn't be doing it. They should lead by example. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.